It's Uncle Large Hey, and I'm here today with my two homeboys, Tony the Kid, SG3. Say hi, guys. What's up? What's up, fans? What's up, Reject guys? It's me, Tony the Kid. Thank y'all for joining us. Pass it on to SG3. What's up? Hey, guys. It's me. It's me. It's SG3. How are y'all? So, we are doing a wrestling episode today. This is Wrestling News. And now, as you know it, I only hand it to Tony the Kid from here on. <laughs> well, at least it hypes you guys up. <laughs> exactly. Well, guys, going on some re- wrestling news stuff today. NBC and WWE confirmed the Young Rock series. So that's coming out. Okay, we get to see a good story about The Rock, which I'm actually intrigued to see. I want to see intrigued. the inter- interpretation of him, his dad, and his mama. I want to see what was that about. So I think well, this is going to come shed a light. I want to see what happened on the island when they got kicked out. That too. So I mean, that's... It's going gonna, it's gonna to shine a lot, a lot of light on just not just one of the biggest wrestling, uh, you know, again, historians to... Basically, it's a pair of boots. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the best actors in Hollywood. Yep. And right now, one of the most famous bodybuilders. Exactly. And tequila makers. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't and tried it yet, but I want to. Maker too. Uh, oh yeah, even Under Armour. I mean, well, he didn't make the shoe. You know, the shoe kind of just sponsored him, and they said oh, yeah. design design it, but <laughs> produce it. Produce the shoe. There you go, producer. I want to buy a shoe. Yeah, but I I have three pairs. <laughs> I have no. white ones, I have black ones, and I have the gray ones that just came out. There you go. And I no. said the show post a video of it, man. Yes, you do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's okay. Now, other news. Edge injures his tricep during the match he had with Orton back at Backlash. Now, we all kind of speculated that he injured his neck during the match when we first heard this, but it is confirmed it was just his tricep. I guess it got torn. Um, had to get surgery. It is going to be out for some time. So the whole storyline between him and Orton is going to, kind of guess, put on hold at the moment. And just kind of continue on between him, I think, at the moment with Christian. I'm guessing. I, I, I don't know. I don't I know, know what's going to happen there. All I know is that I think they're going to have one more match later on. Yeah. But I think if Edge comes back, let him build up Torin. Yeah. Let, let him build the hype up a little bit. Right. Um, can we talk about something else that, you know, just completely random? Go ahead. You guys say that the fact that there was a COVID-19 um, case in WWE? Nope. Did not know that. Yeah. Who's yeah. that involved? Recently, the- they actually, this past week, they actually even stopped taping. Because of it? Because of COVID-19. One of the wrestlers, I think, got it? I It, did, it wasn't confirmed who had it. They st- they kept it really under wraps. Wow, under, they're under keeping that really under wraps, huh? But what they basically said was that they were going to stop taping. Okay. And they stopped. They uh, This came out Monday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, they said, going forward, we're no longer going to record anymore. Right. And it looks like they... Basically went back on on what they originally had planned and said we're going to continue taping. I just I'm not sure what's going to happen because remember COVID nineteen does stay in your body for fourteen days, so who knows what they're going to do during this time. Gotcha. Okie doke. I'm thinking if anything, the best thing that you could do would be um, reruns of old episodes mm-hmm. and probably. Uh, do dream matches on? They're, they're not. They're actually. No, I mean, uh, oh game. yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, but what I'm saying though, they're actually still doing tapings. Oh, oh so wow. they're going to do tapings. Probably just no live audience. I don't think I it was mean, the audience. Point, I don't think it was the audience. Yeah. At this point, though, if one is possible, if one cuts a positive, how many more are going to show up? Exactly. Especially because you had the safe bubble, which was the performance center, right? And now that's been contaminated, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so now, what do you do? Right. Do you stop every single storyline going? Do the deepest clean you can think of of the performance center, and then bring in a whole bunch of new storylines while these people who have been in the audience have been 
probably announcers have done everything. Right. Stop them from coming for 14 days and then bring someone else new to do everything. Right. For 14 days and then go back. Like, that's why a lot of people are thinking, what's really going on with the tapings right now? Gotcha. Okie doke. Move along. WWE releases Jack Gallagher after being accused of sexual harassment. Now, it looks like sexual assault harassment and allegations are going through. Some of the industries coming to light, it looks like it's coming up. So far, it's been confirmed in NWA, WWE for sure, obviously with with, uh, with Jack Gallagher. Matt Riddle. And, and, and what was just told? Uh, independent scenes? Yeah, independent they're... wrestling. Independent wrestling. Independent wrestling. Yeah, and SG3, lot. which other one? Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle? Okay. At this point, though, the only question I have to this, and this is, again, this is a very serious topic. I'm not taking anything away from the topic. Right. But my question is, what can happen if we discover that some of these are false? Not just that, but... But not I mean, though, only, at, this, like, at, this point, at this point, the moment you give a name out, you're already changing the person's name. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're false, of course, that person's going to get sued for lying. Mm-hmm. But for real, imagine what happens to that guy's career and what happens with the company. Does the company say, no, we're backing this guy up? Or does the company do what they mm-hmm. just did with Jack Gallagher? Fire them, and they're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of wrestlers losing jobs, which even I, legends getting off of yeah, off exactly, of the legend status, exactly because of of everything. But I feel at this point though is the moment anything comes out. So let's put it for example, if I was to come out and say Kurt Angle sexually assaulted me, actually, during, during Austin Kong was trying to say that about Kurt Angle, I believe, a while back. Before while back. I think right when he was coming, right before he came back to WD, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Look, what we found out on Dark Side of the Ring, if we guys have been paying attention uh, to the shows and watch, listen to on us on those, and then watch even the Dark Side of the Ring series. Now, there is a lot... With, with wrestling industry itself, it seemed to be they control their environment. Whoever was on top, they could control the narrative. They control who isn't, like, as far as who, what's going to happen to the person who that's involved. And controlled, just controlled the story itself. So this can be very, very dangerous when it comes to how many allegations are going to come out, who's involved. Because if we are talking about big name guys that have made it to the top and these women that didn't make it or even that are at the high top and just, you know, push it through to the side, come on, say stuff now, it's really, it's going to be a big deal. It's One gonna, thing I also heard huge. is that not just some of the men wrestlers are being accused, but also some men are accusing some of the women wrestlers of being of harassing them too. I, that too. I, I feel at this point that this is just a subject that's going to get completely blown out of the water. Um, again, it's a serious subject, but I feel that they're just—it's now just going completely haywire. Mm-hmm. And I feel that there's going to be probably some retribution. There's going to be some revenge from some people. Yep. And I feel that right now the company needs to figure out what do we leak to the press. Yeah. How, because already they have two names um, that we know of right. from WWE. Yeah. And that's only just, as we all know with other sports, it's just it's just the this, beginning. Again, this as wrestling was with us during the time of COVID-19 where we didn't have any sports. And it propelled its weight so that way other sports could start saying, okay, well, if we do this like wrestling, this could work. Right, right. Um. And we saw it with UFC just recently. Mm-hmm. But I feel that at this point, though, you're looking at not just um, wrestling, but if other sports start coming out, 
Mm-hmm. Then what's going to happen there with some with some big names? Number one, but number two though, it's it's more than just okay. Well, wrestling was with us during these hard times. Right. You know when we didn't have sports, when TV was pretty boring to watch. What's the next step? Yeah. So I feel that wrestling, whether we want to admit it or not, has done a pioneer for this COVID nineteen situation. But now with this and everyone coming forward, it's like, well, what else now can wrestling do? Right. Because there's going to be women out there who are going to say something. I mean, there don't get me wrong. May he rest in peace. But when Kobe Bryant had his thing going, um, his situation where he went to jail, where he went to court, that came out of light. It's especially right after he passed away. Like them specifically saying, "Is it worth him being embraced with all these allegations that happened before?" Well, same thing with Michael Jackson when he was accused. Not too. And even after this death, they still kept trying to go after his estate. Exactly. So. Yes, like you were saying, issue three. I, I just feel that at this point, it's how do you sort out the liars? Yeah. One more time, I'm gonna ask a question one more time. How do you sort? How do you sort out the liars? How do you sort? Out, how do you sort out everything that's going on? Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's things out there that we can't sort out. There's things out there we can't keep quiet. But eventually, it's you have to ask the question: How do we sort out the liars mm-hmm. from the truth? And you know what? If there's a truth, if there's a, a you know truth out there, and if Jack Gallagher did. Cool. They let him go. Unfortunately, his his reputation has been has been very tainted. No. But like, mm. let's put it. They come up with like a John Cena. They come up with an Undertaker. They come up with the Sting. They come up with the Cody Rhodes. They come up with the Dustin Rhodes. Right. Then it's like, what do you do during the time of the investigation? Exactly. The and name's already out there. And the if... fans are already turning on the person because of how the world is nowadays. Mm. And even if it does get cleared. A lot of people are still going to question. They're still going to naysayers, right? Exactly. And then, at, even if let's say, for instance, if they bring this back to the during the time frame of the Attitude Era and the battle between WCW and WWE, like that, even at that point, could be misconstrued as if they were doing a role for the promos or for the storyline where they had to be a little sexual, and that person that they were doing it with was a, they felt that was a little too much on their part. That could have an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then if they're bringing that to court, it's like, okay, well, what's it was just acting. But at this point, though, what's considered acting was not. Exactly. And that's going to so. be the argument, and that's going to be very hard um, going forward, where it's going to be a lot of this, this like, um, this it's gonna be agreements messy. at all. Plain and simple. It's going to be messy. It's, it's going to be a very, gonna be a very messy situation going forward for the next couple months, probably even years. Definitely. I agree on that. Uh, move along. Undertaker, shed some light on the match between Sting and is it ever going to happen? If it ever will. Now, we haven't seen the Undertaker's Last Ride series yet. I will say we will be watching it for sure. We have to. We definitely do. And I did read the comments on what Undertaker was basically stating about the Undertaker, the Undertaker and Sting match. And for him was also on the aspect of Sting. Of saying never say never, but if that's on the table now, he just feels he's not pursuing it like we think he should, because for him and his mindset and where I kind of I I see his opinion on it on it's it can't be as good as it should be. You know what I mean? Like especially right now at the stage of their careers. Yeah, and I understand that. Right to me, it seems like if your tank is already you know like they say. When the tank is low, how much can you still push? Mm-hmm. How far can you go with it? And Taker's like, 
Do I really want to go? I think if he's going to do one last match, that would be Sting. Right. That would be the best way to go out. It's two legends. Even if it's not that good of a match, but they give you something to remember. I think so, too. I For, for me... I feel like that should be just the general last match between both their careers at yeah. all period. I think Sting needs it for his career, the icon, Undertaker, the the, the phenom series, three matches. It it's it just would fit perfectly, and in the aspect of you having that great back that uh, boneyard match between AJ, that, like those type of style matches that they did, they switched it up for the COVID. Those would be perfect for you guys right now. I feel like those would just be beneficial to actually give us a, a proper show. Which gives me the reason to believe that's why he said never say never. Exactly. I think at first he was like, I can't do it. Right. I'm not the same as I used to be. Exactly. I don't want to hurt him. Right. He's, you know, I want him to hurt me. Right. But now, after he did the Boneyard match with AJ Styles, I think he's thinking, probably I could do this match. Exactly. And as, as far as Sting's concerned, we've already he wants heard... It. Yeah, we've already heard him say, I'm waiting for you. I don't, you know, my back, it is what it is. I can be is. on crutches and I'll still, I like, still want to be in the match. Exactly. And yes, we all know that he was released or the contract, not even say released. He wasn't released. It's just that the contract expired. Even after that, still, it just goes to show that I think they left in good terms. So where if this offers going forward on the table... I both both wrestlers are gonna say yes. So I think, that's I think what he's fans doing. are gonna say hell yes. yes. I'm, but it's just me. You know what? I think that's why Vince McMahon probably let the contract go and sting to just to let it be and because say because hey. of the virus thing that's going on right now. Right. I think they want to try to like take it easy and let Sting um, definitely get healed. I think I think what Sting needs to kind of be advised is, hey, look. We're not going to do the match right now, of course, but if we can get this on the table, you know, going forward, my opinion to do is stay in shape, you know, do your best that you can to be in shape in the meantime, do these aerobics or whatever much as you can, because if we are able to put this on the table by that time frame and it's official, we, and that way you guys are all set. If I was staying, I'd actually put it on my contract. I would. If I want the match, I'll say, you know what, you want me in the company? This Give match, me Taker. This Give me match Taker. needs to happen. And I want it on my contract. Yes. Taker match on my contract. Need, need. And that and for, would... it to a, for it to be, you know, let me control the match the right. way I want it to be. And possible second match, depending on how this one goes. Yeah. So, well, I like three, that. Three matches in the cinematic universe of WWE. That's right. Now, that leads into the next major topic of the show. Now, we just saw... Edge and Orton, and the whole promo of the greatest match ever being pushed out there in Backlash. Now, what got us to talking last episode about it was which match is considered the greatest match ever. So, for this one, we all, three of us, decided to pick our own personal greatest match ever. Obviously, it was just confirmed that we are not picking anyone from a pay-per-view event. Or a gimmick. Or a gimmick, meaning... No tables, no ladders, no chairs, no snow cell. No, huh? Oh, my. Yes. Because no tables and ladders. Exactly. Oh, my. Uh, No Iron Man match. None of that. Those stipulations. No outside brawl uh, as far as no holds bar. None of that stuff. Typical. Straight up one-on-one. One-on-one, technical, or even at that high flying, whatever it was. One-on-one match or or tag team match, whatever case may be. 
which one would be considered the greatest? So I think I'll go first on this one. Oh, because we say it's just the host of the show, host of the show, which is. I would say me, so that way Uncle Uncle Lisp can get his whole detail in. Okay. At the end, you know. Yeah, exactly. So Say before this. we do, I want to ask you one question. Go ahead. Because before we do, um, where do you place Edge and Christian's, I mean, Edge and Orton's match in your top 10? If I do, matches? if I were to do a top 10 match, and if it wasn't uh, the Orton and Edge one. Does it even end on your top 10? Possibly not, my opinion. It does to me. But I, I consider it a great match. I do consider it a great match. I just don't know if I can consider my top 10 at this moment right now in my life of the matches that I've seen. Are the ones that you want to witness? Exactly. So I don't know, but I can sit there and say it is top 10 caliber. I'll give it that. Here's why I say it is. Because we finally got old school wrestling. Mm-hmm. We finally got mm-hmm. technical old school wrestling and I mean, I have nothing against the high flyers. I have nothing against the powerhouses. I have nothing against them. I welcome every single kind of wrestler. I appreciate every single kind of wrestler for the kind of work that they do, mm-hmm. the kind of training that they have to go through, through everything. This is a wrestling match that we haven't seen in many, many, many years. I can see that too. Definitely <laughs> if you think about that. it, they didn't yes. do a high flying move really. It was just pure grappling, pure just wrestling. To the core. And just going move after move after move. Yeah. Like and the, setting up crowd emotions. Yeah, I was going to say, and um, execution. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. I actually can't say big words, people. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine so, that. We, we basically figured that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the execution of some of these like famous moves that we've seen in the past. Right. We saw uh, the rock bottom by That's Edge. That's true. Yep. We saw the pedigree by Randy Orton. Yes. Executed perfectly. Yes. Dangles land that Orton's done before. Right. Done prettier by Edge. We saw all these moves that we grew up watching done by these two legends who have taken those moves in real life. Right. And you're like, you know, this is pretty good. I like this. But the thing that made it more interesting is how when they did that move, the kick out was one, two, and almost a three in the kick out. Exactly. And the faces was always the same. It wasn't three, like. Come yes. On, give me the three that I need. Like, exactly. Me, they were like, you know, they thought, okay, with this move, it should be done with. Yeah, I've it's been not beaten mine. by it. Exactly. I've been beaten by it. You've definitely been beaten by it before. So this is it, and it didn't. And for him to kick out, like, damn, he really wants this win. Right. Exactly. So that's why I can I can say it's a top tier caliber, like SG3 said. It's far as it's an old style wrestling that we've been missing for years. And I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. What about you? Mm, top 10, I would probably... If I was to do... I probably wouldn't even brush into it because of the history I've known of wrestling for such yes. a long time and the matches I've seen. I've seen Flair and Steamboat. I've seen Flair and Macho Man. Oof. I've seen Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 7 who had... Got a lot of flares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just said Macho Man and Warrior. Yes. Uh, look, it's a different one. WrestleMania 7, but... but it still had Macho Man in there. Yeah. Um, I saw Sting they... and DDP. I saw Sting and Goldberg in such a short match. Yeah. Where Sting, all he had to do was, I think they punched each other a few times. And then Goldberg, like, ran. Sting jumped over him. Yes. And, like, all Leapfrogged. These... I've yeah, never seen that. 
And then, like, at some point, I think Sting got caught into a spear and a jackhammer. Yeah. Um, I've seen Triple H against Shawn Michaels in some crazy matches. Mm-hmm. Those so, are good. I mean, I've seen so many good matches for me to say I can't really place this in 10. Yes. But probably top 15. At least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a respectable match. It had definitely had us, if you guys were listening, it definitely had us jumping up like, oh, last two seconds right for the pin. So, mm-hmm. definitely had us on there. Now, I'll go continue on with my pick. I will be picking... Now, this is kind of out there. Now, I'm not picking just in general WWE. It's wrestling itself in the whole. If we're talking about Japan or WWE, TNA, and AEW, that just recently came out. I would have to pick TNA. This has to be in hold. Definitely have to be Sting involved in this match versus Kurt Angle, TNA, Bound for Glory in 2007. That was a pay-per-view? Yeah, bounce Shoot. Shoot. Fine, then I'll go on to my second pick then. Sting versus uh, DDP. Monday Nitro. That's right. Monday Nitro for the title. I like that one. Yes. Have to do that. Evolve. You get a nice crisp Sting, a nice crisp DDP. You know, those two wrestlers at that point in WCD were the number one. I think at my point, they were the number one and number two. You know, they were going there in WCW. As far as being the top entertainer. And wrestler at that too, like being all around. I could throw you to the ropes. I can do a move like a suplex, DD like a a, uh, a DDT, a jump off the top ropes type of thing. Like they weren't the athletic type so much, but they could move. They still had some movement in them. They were able to do drop kicks, uh, freaking you know getting on top of the rope, both of each other doing suplexes. They were able to do nice reversals on each other. They were setting each other up for the diamond cutter. The the Scorpion Deathlock, Death Drop, Stinger Splash. Like, that's what they had. And I felt for them two, it was it was very, very nice. I, I don't know. my One of my favorite ones. So I like that ending. I go there. That ending was crazy because DDP is going to go for the Diamond Cutter. Uh-huh. And Sting grabs onto the ropes. Right. And DDP is still trying to go for it. He's like, Pull him off. <laughs> and Sting just like, he pushes him forward, grabs him, just drops him with the Scorpion Death Drop. And, and pins him. See. That's why I definitely have to say that. So thank y'all for ruining my first pick, but that's okay. My second pick was all I was all set up. We accept, <laughs> we, we accept it. <laughs> Who's Trust next? me, all my picks were like pay per views, and then yeah, we, I, we decided so to do a show. It makes it hard, but all right, let's true, true. go ahead. All right, so uh, I'm gonna, as always, I always play the devil's advocate. So I'm gonna pick two. Uh, one is Shel- Shelton Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels. Ooh, SmackDown, right? No, no Monday Night Raw. Was Monday Night Raw? Okay. That one where Sean popped him with the speech and music. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Benjamin okay. jumped across the ring, though. I brought the leaf frog all the way across the other yeah. end. That and that's where he was I just did. like, Boink! I was yes. like, oh! Yes. And I could tell Sean was worried about it because once he popped him, he was coming him, in close to his foot. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, I don't know if I can hold this back enough. And after he kicked him at the end of the match, he's like looking at him like, shit. <laughs> that was that was good. He landed like right next to him. There was, that so, was yes, one. It was good. One though that kind of is. I'm still trying to figure it one out. It was a Monday Night Raw episode. It was with 205 Live, the lumberjack between Enzo, the lumberjack match between Enzo Amore and Kalisto. Okay, maybe that's why I like it. It wasn't just the fact that it was a lumberjack match, but this is when Enzo started becoming like the like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But this is also when 205 was like starting to turn on him. Yeah. 
So you saw they're trying to help Kalisto. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Corey Graves has been like the most probably vocal person yeah. on who he hates and who he likes, you know, right. whether they're good or bad. He doesn't care. He's going to tell you flat out. That's what I think it was for uh, when, what's his name? He hooks up with Mandy Rose and he's like, somebody call animal control. <laughs> oh, damn. That was Otis. <laughs> That that was when yeah when Otis hooks up with Corey Manuel. reminds me of a young Jerry the King Lawler when he well not young but a commentary Jerry the King Lawler yeah gotcha. but again though like the thing about it was that he he was of course rooting for Kalisto which normally is always he always roots for the bad guy but he just he had a pure just dislike for Enzo yeah because like, I don't I don't like him I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cheer for him in yeah. this match and I'll never forget that. At the end, and you had this one, Mustafa Ali was first coming into the company. Mm-hmm. Mustafa tries to, like, stand up to Enzo. Enzo gives him a big old punch. Mm-hmm. You know, Kalisto's trying to set something up. He gets him in the Salido Doso. Booker T is still in commentary. That's how recent this match is. Okay. As he gets him in the Salido Doso, you hear Corey Grace like, Come on! Get the pin! He's, wow. like, super into this match. I, this was, like, the first one where I'm like, I finally hear Corey just in being emotion. a commentator, yep. giving you that pure, raw emotion. In the motion. And as you hear that one, two, three, Corey's the first one. Like, I, you overhear him on the crowd, on yeah. the music, because yeah. he just goes, yes! I was like, okay. So that's why it wasn't just... It wasn't just the action in the match because it was a very good match, very yeah. good fought match, but just the commentary that Corey put on really sold this match to me. Mm. So that's why I said to me those two go for sure in top for number one, Uncle Lisp. Finish it off, dude. Finish your pick. Okay, so two. Uh, I'm gonna stick with one. Oh, SG three. Hey, hey, hey! You know what? <laughs> I like to play devil's advocate, man. Don't know me. He did say that. He did say that. <laughs> We did agree on one, but no. Uh, <laughs> or else I would have had a top five like I planned before. That's true, but I said one. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, we said one, this guy goes with two. Yeah. Because I'm a devil's advocate, man. That's what that's, I do. You yes. just want to be popular. <laughs> you know what? At this point, maybe I am popular. Yeah. <laughs> we never know. <laughs> we never know. So, Okay. Back to old Uncle Time to start making fake accounts on YouTube. <laughs> oh, no. Lord <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Damn. Oh, See man. you. <laughs> I thought that one. I can't even like that one. Because, those, man, those stupid those stupid talks were on me most of the time. Oh, who's that guy with the weird glasses? Look at him trying to be serious, man. Shut your man. Hey, hey, I didn't do it, guys. So we had, uh, that's memory lane of what happened a long time ago. Yes. We're not going to bring it up much, but... Yes. Somebody created fake YouTube um, accounts just to make... Himself look good? Make himself look good and that's talk right. bad about us. That's messed up. That's old school. We're past that. That's what's up. We're ahead of it now, and right. we got our thing going. That's right. Okay. Now, so, top pick, big man. What is? My top pick? Hurry up. Say it. <laughs> a long time ago, Monday Night Raw, two women main evented the show. Ah, oh, very nice. Ah, uh, yes. Very nice. I like where you're going with this. I knew he would. Yes. No, you thought I was going to go with Shawn Michaels and John Cena, but you were wrong. <laughs> I actually like that match, but this match established something that no, that I kept arguing about a long time ago. Yeah. Woman can wrestle. Yes. And Trisha and Lita 
Yep. Tore the roof off that I guy. totally agree with you. And Lita did what Kurt Angle says famously. I fought you with a broken freaking, freaking neck. neck. <laughs> and That's finished the match. Awesome. That's awesome. Dude, this match was crazy from the it, beginning to yes. the end. All well, the commentary did, sold it, commentary, right? The commentary was on point with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I Lita's agree. leap of faith, the way that she landed, kind of like Taker landed at WrestleMania yeah. 25 yes. against Nasty. Shawn Michaels. Yes. And Nasty. for her to still get up and say, "I might be in pain, I might right. die tomorrow," right? But I want that belt, right? <laughs> And it was a nasty fall with Lita did. It was actually a little bit more intense compared to the Undertaker because she, her legs almost touched the top of her head. Yeah, they touched and, the top of her head, and it just and just she just moved to move her body to the side. You could tell she wasn't feeling right, but she carried on with the show. She was still godly able to carry on with the show. And it shows you one thing is like a lot of men we put down women's wrestling to the side like it's not important, right? Vince, but tell me, Kevin Dunn. Totally. But, but if you look at what we've seen after this, mm-hmm. and girls who are grown up watching these two girls, right? We got AJ Lee because of Lee yes, Dunfish. exactly. They got Becky Lynch. Yes. We got um, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, Charlotte, right? Bailey. Well, most of them also Macho Man and a girl, but still, right. they look at these girls and say, "We wanted to be nice." At least those type of matches say, "I want to be the headliner of the show." Yeah. Like, if you think about it, though, that was actually the pioneer for for women's wrestling. I would definitely have no, no that. one really, no one, if you think about it, it was really rare that you heard, I want to be a May Young. Um, exactly, because I, during that time print, May Young know. era, those were physical wrestlers. Like, yeah. actually, women being physical part. Then it became the whole diva. No, like, before that, that was more, they had this rock and wrestling thing with... Uh, Sonny, Sonny. No, not before Sonny. They no, had, if you uh, think about it, mostly... Wendy like, Richter. They had uh, Medusa, who was actually in London. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had good matches, but the thing is, it took all the way until now, until this point where Trish and Lita fought, mm-hmm. for WWE to say, you know what, let's put them in the main event and see what happens. Well, I mean, okay. at this point, if you think about it, though, women weren't seen as wrestlers. If you think about it, even like with Jacqueline. I can't even, even after, after the May Young... They went to eye candy. Yeah. Still eye candy slash wrestling. And then Trish and Lita did something that broke the barrier. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what Charlotte Flair says, regardless of what Bailey says, regardless of what Sasha Banks, regardless of what anyone says nowadays, let's be honest, Trish and Lita in that match mm-hmm. broke the biggest barrier. Yep. We're not going to go for bra and pennies. Right. We're not going to go for skimpy outfits. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go for anything. This mm-hmm. is just a pure bread in the blood wrestling match. Yes. And they had it. And yep. they did it. And they and, they killed it. They and killed they stole it. the show. Yes, definitely. It, it became one of the best rivalries in, in the in the early 2000s. Right. Totally agree. And that's the thing, you know, you could put... And what's funny was Trish way. Stratus yeah. wasn't even a wrestler. <laughs> when she first started, she wasn't yeah, a wrestler no, until later on. Model. And look at her Trish now. Stratus? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah it's true. Well, she, she came was... in with, TN, with uh, TNA. She T- was just... TNA or... TNA, Tessa Albert. Was it? Okay, I thought it was TNT. No, no TNA. it was TNA. Because okay. Albert was known as A-Train at that moment. He was yeah, that's why Albert. I figured. That's true. And the thing is, if you look at this match, it reminds you of like how they built Sean and Burhart. Lita has that Shawn Michaels background of Lucha style. Yeah. She grew in, she went to Mexico and studied Lucha Libre. Right, exactly. 
Uh, Trish, on the other hand, doesn't have the Bret Hart thing, but nope. she's Canadian. Yes. But she had ideal of what wrestling was, and mm-hmm. she studied it to perfection. And she was already an athlete as it was in her perspective, just because she, what she did working out-wise, exercising and stuff like that. The only difference was is that she, throughout this process, was training for wrestling itself. Which is the good part about it. And and, I mean, we've had so many different women's matches. And mm-hmm. the only one to me that comes close to comparison to these two girls mm-hmm. would be Sasha Banks and Bailey, Brooklyn. I would have to say that too. I was just going to say, come yep. close to it. Yes. I just felt, I felt Trish and the whole leader got more of the biggest pop just because it was the first of its kind. Even at that, during the Attitude Era where it was mostly the men battling each other, uh, each other at that point, and them giving the perspective to the girls to say, hey, here, headline our Monday Night Raw. When we're having a lot of conflict. Battle think about it. between WCW that they definitely weren't doing at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Give you the reins. We've, you guys were building this rivalry with each other for almost, what, two weeks prior to this match they had on Raw and saying, hey, have the match, have on it, y'all free to go. And that's when Trish yeah. actually hit the sharpshooter. On yes, she did. Yeah, yeah she did. did. I forgot. And, actually, I and she that, bent all the I way think, back. I think that was the one where they were in Canada, mm-hmm. and Trish, you know, as leaders like laying down. Trish got the legs up and looks at everyone, and everyone knew what it was. It was they just started. You just hear the roar just going crazy. And then when Trish put the leg in. <laughs> That's when the pop went completely crazy. That's when yeah. the crowd just became unglued. Yes. And when she did the cross of the legs, that's when everyone was just like, dude, if it was a, if you could stampede a wrestling ring, yeah. that was the moment. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> and the thing about this, okay, think of it as one thing right now. Compare that era to this era. Back then, the star power between the men's locker room at that moment mm-hmm. was pretty high caliber. Big time. You had the Rock. Yep. Stone Cold, Triple, Triple H, H. The Undertaker, Sean. I think was already retired by that time. He was doing the commissioner thing. Commissioner thing. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, I think Mick Foley was still part of the rings. Definitely. A uh, big show. Big show. Uh, was Kurtin already part of the main event? No, not no. then. I think that was Jericho. Then Jericho. Probably. Yes, Jericho. he was coming in. So he had like all these big names plus the tag team names, which was still kind of like a caliber. Hard, exactly the, the Hardys, Hardys, Edge and Christian, Dudley, Dudley Boys. Yes. Um, Freaking! You even have even the lightweights were high caliber. Yep. Uh, hurricane mm-hmm. at that time. Actually, during that time, they weren't really the they weren't considered the lightweights anymore. They were cruiserweights. No, no, I think they're even at all. They weren't they even. Were, no, they were put on the heat or something on Saturday. Hardcore they, title matches. They, but yeah, that, but no, they they had gotten rid of the uh, the lightweight division. Oh, by that time, because I think it was after after the turn of the Funaki! Number one announcer. They had that guy. Oh, this guy. They had him coming. Takamichi Doku's match. Steve up. Blackman. Dude. My guy. Takamichi Doku. Oh, jeez. No, dude. we're going to talk about it. Dude, back then, WCW and WWE had some crazy lightweight matches, too. Oh, yes. I would say... Kuwaitu Girl and Rey Mysterio. My opinion, WCW at that point stole that show. Yeah. I think they when stole that. When it came to lightweight matches? Yes. Because I, my third person would be the Eddie versus Rey Mysterio on WCW. Oh, that was a good one, too. That was phenomenal. And the fact that that year, best match of the year. Now, but back to your Trish Stratus and Lita, it just, I think at that point, too, in the ratings itself, I think it was the highest rating Raw show for almost a good, ah, fucking, maybe 10, sorry, excuse me, language, 
but ten years maybe. I think yeah. something else b- broke it, but for sure they were number one just because of what uh, they did between Lita and before Trish. Before that, I think the other number one was Brock and McFoley. Yeah, the championship match where they put the belt on McFoley that night. Yes, that was one for Monday sure. Raw. Yeah, and that was right after the pay per view too. Yeah, yeah. I so. think right after what, like I forgot which pay per view it was. But it just goes to show where re- women's wrestling has gone. But they have to use that match, in my opinion, as their as their stepping stone. This is where your peak is, and we want you to exceed beyond this point. Because that is by far the standard of what we want and desire out of you women wrestlers. Because it you're a wrestler. Don't give us the gimmick of being the eye candy and trying to become a wrestler. If you're going to become the wrestler, focus Put everything you got on the freaking wrestling mat and get in there. Stop being such a... Oh, my face. Oh, punch me. I think that's what I like about Becky, Trish. I mean, Becky, Sasha, yes. Charlotte, Asuka. Asuka. Uh, Carrie Zane, no, 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 Heidi. No. It's not Asuka, it's Asuka. Asuka. <laughs> this guy, no. <laughs> the, latest, the latest batch of women wrestling right now is at a good point where they should be. I think so, too. If they have... I just they just need to pick the right wrestlers to coincide I mean, and have wars with each other. Yeah, they, it's like, setting it up. They need a good setup. On one side, you have you could turn Charlotte heel on, put her in Oscar's. Uh, I don't think Oscar. Charlotte could ever be faced, dude. Charlotte no, is a she, heel. She's a heel, like complete heel. Yeah, put yeah. her in the ring with Oscar and build a rivalry right now since Becky's not around. Asuka, Asuka, <laughs> yes. I mean not. Bring up uh, Rhea, whatever her name is. And you know what, man? I, I think at this point, you can have one thing for Asuka versus, or Asuka, excuse me, versus Charlotte. Asuka's never beaten Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So you could put that on there. For at least Raw, on the Raw side, what I would like to see on SmackDown is I finally want to see the Bailey versus Sasha. Now, you can go and put back Sasha being the whole boss. I am boss. Heel turning her. Yeah, I'm me myself and I. I would like for her to get that push again. Turn heel. Yes, go that way and turn Bailey into the face now again. Give her the face now. The whole heel portion of you. No, it's played its toll in my opinion. Go I, fight I, the face. I don't think no. I don't. I still don't think the fans accept Bailey as face. Bailey's face in the WWE was the wrong move. Mm. Because if you think about it, that pop that she got when she first started Mm -hmm. became dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer as time went on. If Sasha goes face, which she hasn't done in quite some time, I can guarantee you will get a bigger pop than Bailey going back to face. Or Bailey could do what Stone Cold did and that's become anti-hero. I, I don't see Bailey doing it though. That's the problem. I, I see Bailey. Bailey sticks to the character. Bailey she's good is. At heel. Bailey she's, is. I, she's really I good. She's, she's either good. heel or she's face. Yeah. yeah. I don't see her being. I don't care. Kind of, that's Becky. You mm-hmm. have that already in Becky. Yeah. Let Becky be Becky yeah. and let, let Bailey choose a side. Eventually better. she's going to make the turn to face, but I think let the heat just die down. Yeah. Yeah, okay. true. Another thing I wouldn't mind is Bailey's never being an Oscar. Asuka. Oh. Asuka. So that would be another good uh Good build. matchup there between yeah. the two. I, I feel that though at first you may want to focus cause on Oscar Charlotte because they're right 
They've already uh, they're building a storyline. I can tell you already. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, other than that, our top picks have thus been explained. Uh, not well, I don't think we we're going to do the whole voting, so y'all's vote or whatnot. But I would say comment down below. What are your top picks? What is what is your greatest match ever that you guys have definitely seen throughout WWE, WCW, anything? I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna post it on our Instagram account. Yeah, um, go for it. Our cho- I'm gonna put our three choices, and yep. we're gonna let you guys comment at the bottom of it. What do you consider to be the greatest match of all time, non pay per view? There you go. All right, guys. Other than that, that's all I have for wrestling news. I don't think we have anything else. Uh, nope. Anything else? So, as and all, final thoughts. Thank y'all for joining us. I appreciate y'all, Reject Rundown fans. Thank y'all, SG Three. All right, guys, I'm going to give a special shout-out one more time to my friend Adi Manrique. We appreciate you for your hard work. You're trying to get us some vinyl cups with the logo, trying to get us some merchandise. We appreciate you for your hard work one more time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for everything that you're doing, time, dedication. We appreciate it 100%. Thank you for the follows. Thank you for the views. Thank you for making it grow. Uncle Liz, take it away. Thank you all for being our friends. <laughs>